hello hi um yeah i'm here i made it um i have a little bit of a cold as you might be able to hear and i have mentioned on a couple of occasions um but i'm battling on and uh got a few questions to go through um this evening uh first question about recurrence after areola reduction so um yeah, this is possible. The way I do areola reduction is, uh, just so you know what areola reduction is, areola is the brown bit around the, the, um, the, the nipple. So the nipple is, is the bit that sticks out, and the areola is the brown bit around the outside. So it's called the nipple areola complex. So it's the pigmented area around the nipple, and sometimes if the areola is too big... Um, it's a, it's a relatively simple operation to reduce the circumference of the areola and make the areola smaller, and that is known as an areola reduction. And the way I do it in order to minimise the risk of recurrence, there's always a risk of recurrence because it can any time you're stitching anything tightly, it can stretch. So, um, so the way I do it to minimise recurrence um, is to... I use a... Um, a permanent suture which does not dissolve and I use that deep uh, in order to make sure that the because the suture doesn't dissolve it stays it stays at the diameter that I put it um, but um, I have had someone contact me today who had surgery a couple of months ago and she's saying that she felt something go and she feels that the um, she feels that it's stretched and that she's worried so um, what I would say to you is that um, given the history that you felt something go, it means that that, that knot might have, um, might have come loose. And so that, that's the way of using a non-dissolvable suture is um, that the stitch, t stitch dissolves and then you get recurrence. So I avoid that by my non... Sorry, the way by using a dissolvable suture is you worry about the knots dissolving. That doesn't happen with mine because it... It's a non-dissolvable suture. Crikey, this is confusing <laughs> using the word dissolvable and non-dissolvable. I'll have to read this back. This is a problem with Facebook Live. You can't. I think I'd have re I think I'd have started again if I if I wasn't live, but there you go. Um, it's live TV for you. So if you use a stitch that dissolves, you worry that it dissolves and you get recurrence. I don't use a stitch that dissolves, I use a permanent suture, so you shouldn't get recurrence. But if the knot gives way, it could recur which is what is potentially happening in this case so um the, the the reason being that what i the the one of the risks when you use a um excuse me when you use a non-dissolvable suture is that you can feel the knot and if you can feel the knot you'll always be able to feel the knot so i have to bury the knot deep so uh, maybe the knot has given way bottom line and maybe it has recurred. If that is the case, I will redo it. That's the thing. I can redo it, no problem at all. So um, I don't know if you're out there, um, but if you're out there, then um, I don't want to say your name because of confidentiality and what have you, but 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 very happy. If I think you're coming back to clinic. So great to see you. And if it's re you sent photos, it didn't look too bad on the photos, I've got to say, but maybe it wasn't giving it justice. So um, but you can always redo it, but that's a risk after areola reduction. Um, whichever way you do it, it's less of a risk if you use a non-dissolvable suture like I do, but then if the knot goes, then I guess it could recur. So unfortunately, that is a risk after areola reduction. So I hope I've made that quite clear. Crystal clear, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's no doubt in anyone's mind as to what I've just been going on about. So that's 
that's that's that's good, isn't it? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this when I got cold. Um, so that's that's the first question there. Um, the other things I've been asked about, I've been asked by mini and, mini and full tummy tuck. Very common question. People often come to clinic wanting a mini tummy tuck. Mini tummy tuck basically is um, a shorter scar. So a tummy tuck is basically removing the abdominal excess abdominal skin. Mini tummy tuck is a shorter scar. There's no scar around the belly button. It's a quicker operation. There's a shorter hospital stay and there's a quicker recovery. So on the face of it, it sounds great. Uh, who, would, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want all those things? Um, because those, those things are really good. But in, in, um, uh, the other thing is it's, a, it's less scar, less recovery, less pain. Um, everything's less, but less of a result. That's the other thing. So um, um, so that's the thing. So it's, it's, it's because there's no scar around the belly button, you can only remove skin from the belly button down. So if you've got a cesarean scar or basically the level of the top of your pubic hair is where the scar of a tummy tuck ends up, um, you can only remove skin from the top of your pubic hair to your belly button. You're limited to that area and it does very effectively, this is a mini tummy tuck I'm talking about, a mini tummy tuck that very effectively tightens that skin from your belly button down and it does tighten that area. So it's very good if you've got a bit of excess just below your belly button and you want that tightened. That's where the mini tummy tuck really uh, excels. But if you want your whole abdomen tightened, certainly if you want to tightening above your belly button, uh, if you've got any excess skin above your belly button and also out to the sides because it's a shorter scar, you get you can't tighten as much out to the sides. So um, if you want tightening of the whole of the abdomen above the belly button and out to the sides, then a full tummy tuck will do that better. But downside of all the bigger scar and bigger recovery um, and, and also scar around the belly button. Also, sometimes, particularly when people have had children, also if people have put on weight, what they get is something we call divarification of the recti muscles, which is your six-pack muscles, <clears throat> excuse me, your um, rec, rec, rectus muscles, your six-packs, uh, rectus abdominis it's called, and sometimes they get splayed apart. So uh, people get very frustrated by that because a lot of people who have children go back to the gym, get very fit, get, get, um, get their muscles very strong, and they can stre you can strengthen your muscles as much as you like. If they're splayed apart, if you have a diverification of your rectile muscles, they're never going to come back together again with exercise. So as part of a full tummy tuck, pulling those muscles together is part of a full tummy tuck. But you cannot do that in a mini tummy tuck because you don't go above the belly button. Um, so... That's another benefit of a full tummy tuck, that it does uh, allow you to repair the uh, rectus muscles um, as part of it. Um, so yeah, full versus mini tummy tuck. Um, that's, that's that one. Also been asked about split earlobe repair. So I think, I'm trying to remember what happened now. I think someone, but basically when you get a split and a split in your earlobe, either a split in your earlobe or an elongated hole, uh, that can be due to earrings just gradually pulling through or if you catch your earrings and, and, it, and, it, and it tears the earlobe, um, if you get a split of your earlobe, if you if your ear, earring pulls through, I saw someone in the clinic this 
or last week, I think it was, was it this week? Um, and she was saying, oh, the doctor referred her to A&E and A&E didn't do anything. A&E will never do anything. A&E won't repair it. If you get a split in your earlobe, they won't repair it um, because it, it just, it just, they just leave it to heal. The problem is it heals with a cleft in your earlobe, which can be unsightly, and also you obviously can't wear earrings. Um, if the earring hole is just elongated, then that can be frustrating because if you wear small studs, they can fall through, or the back of an ear, uh, the back sort of stud, the back plate of the earring falls through the hole. So elongated earring holes can be a problem. So when you first get the split, when it first happens. Um, if you if if you go to A and E, if you go to see a doctor, they won't repair it. They'll just leave it and they'll leave it to heal. Um, and then it's up to people like me to to repair it. And I can repair it. Is more to it than you would think because if you just do a straight line repair of that split, um, you worry a little bit about when it heals, it contracts and that can form a notch of the earlobe. And that doesn't look so good if you get a notch in the earlobe. It will leave a scar. Now those scars usually heal pretty well, but um, if that scar contracts, it can leave a notch. There's a certain way to repair it uh, in order to minimise the risk of getting that notch. In fact, there's several ways to repair it. Would you believe? Would you believe they've written papers? In fact, I've written a paper on um, ways of repairing an uh, ear, ear, earring, earlobe splits. So, um, and that may be why they don't repair it in A and E because it's not as straightforward as it looks. But uh, anyway, so if you if you want to have the earring hole repair. Uh, earring split repaired or an elongated hole repaired you can there's that something else that i offer which not many people do offer again because i've um, published a paper on it which is a technique where you can repair the split and keep the original hole now a lot of people want this because they have their ears pierced in the center of the lobe if you have the earring split just repaired you cannot get pierced in the same place because that will be scar if you get it pierced in the same place you'll have a piercing and then a scar below it and the new earring will fall through um, so you need to get it re-pierced uh, re off the scar um, off <laughs> I've seen replays of this and it looks really odd when people just suddenly look down when the comment comes in but Corinne I've got your comment there and uh, I will answer that um, so if you just get the earring split repaired, you have to get the re-pierced off the scar, especially if it's just one side. You might say, well, I want it pierced the same as the other side. And if I get it off the scar, it'll be asymmetrical on my lobe. Similarly, people say, well, I got my earring pierced in the center of my lobe the first time and I want to keep my earring in that place. If you want to keep it in the original hole, you can, but you can't just repair the split and leave a gap at the top because the earring will pull through. So you have to do something excuse me, to strengthen the repair. And that's where um, there's a technique that I've published. It's on my website, I think. I've got to check, but I'm pretty sure it's on my website, um, which is a double flap repair where I use tissue from either side of the split and I bring it to support the, the, uh, the earring hole. So you can have your original earring hole, your, your earring in the original place, and I'll support this, the repair below it. It's... Um, it's a bit of a palaver. It's the sort of thing plastic surgeons get excited about and write papers about, but probably members of the public don't really um, think too much about it. But anyway, split earring, uh, split earlobes is a is a thing really, and it's quite a it's there's quite a lot published about it, and there's quite a lot um, to it. But uh, bottom line, pretty simple surgery. Well, yeah, okay, pretty simple surgery. You can done at a local anaesthetic uh, in the office, um, in the clinic. Um, 
and uh, with or without keeping the hole in the same place. Simplest way is to just repair the split, but uh, even then that's you've got to do it a certain way to prevent the notch. Again, another crystal clear answer. We're banging them out, banging out the crystal clear answers here. Um, Corin, right, what's the time? Recovery of the tummy tuck. I can hear chaos in the background. I hope you can't. I'm hoping that... Uh, I think they know I'm in here. They're not going to barge in. Um, okay, so, as I say, full and mini tummy tuck. Um, so, we'll we'll call it a full, although mini will be less than this. Um, the important thing to realise when you have a tummy tuck is a big bit of your tummy, but a lot of skin is removed and it's closed under tension, which means that when you wake up after a tummy tuck, you will be... Bent. You'll be sitting up and there'll be pillows on your knees and you'll be um, bent, bent up. Um, and when you get up and walk around, you'll be getting up and walking around in a sort of bent position. You'll be walking around like, a, like an old person, unfortunately. Um, so um, don't worry, it happens to everyone and it's just because it's, like it's closed under tension. Um, so you're in hospital usually, definitely one night, usually two nights. I normally say average is two nights. Um, sometimes three nights, say two to three nights in hospital. You have a big binder on, which is a big sort of corset garment thing. Go home after two to three nights. Come back after a week to see me. Dressings off um, at a week. Normally don't need any dressings after a week. Sometimes you can get wound healing problems, particularly centrally where it's tightest or around the belly button. So ideally you don't need dressings after a week, but sometimes you need dressings after, after the week. But I usually just try and use light dressings if you do need dressings. That first week, you're not going to feel like doing a great deal. Second week, you're going to feel better. You're going to be... So when you come back for your dressing at first, at the end of the first week, you're probably going to be walking stooped over. Um, and um, and um, you probably feel a bit fragile. Second week, you start to feel better. Driving, I normally say, check with your insurance company. Check with your car insurance company. They might say it's got to be a certain amount of time. In which case, you better do what they say. They might say it's up to the doctor, in which case I normally say two weeks, around two weeks, you're sort of getting back, you, you, you can often get back into driving, two to three weeks to be safe, but often at two weeks you can. Uh, if you want to talk to someone who's had one done, actually, Corinne, we do that, so you can always talk to a real person, because I always find that people believe it better from a real person. But anyway, uh, two to three weeks you can start driving, um, as long as you do an emergency stop, you have to wear a seatbelt. There's none of this. I've just had surgery. Even when you go home from the surgery, you have to wear a seatbelt. So, um, so yeah, so driving two to three weeks. Uh, if your job is a sedentary job, if it's an office job, after two to three weeks, you can start getting back to work. Um, but you might want to be on reduced hours, perhaps, or maybe not into a full day's work. If you want to do the gym, then I often say after two weeks, you can start doing the exercise bike, low impact stuff. Nothing too crazy with your with your core, um, but you can certainly start getting out and walking and things. I don't think you'll be running, but walking and exercise bike after two to three weeks. It's four to six weeks for anything too heavy. That means if you're lifting any boxes, if you're going to the gym and doing exercises where you're sort of moving your arms and things and uh, more strenuous exercises is a month, a month, well, six weeks, I'd say, four, four to six, depending on how you are going. Um, and then, then you can just start doing it. Doesn't mean four to six weeks you go crazy. Not some people are like. They just say, "Oh, you said four weeks," and they just go and do a spin class or a hit. I don't know if you were here last week when we had a thing about hit that everyone's heard of except me. Um, high intensity impact training is it? No interval. High interval interval training or something. Anyway, all the rage apparently. I don't know. Everyone's heard of it. Anyway. 
So HIIT training, what have you, you don't want to be doing any HIIT training for about six weeks. So six weeks and then you can start and then start, just start getting back into it. You might find it swells. I ask you to wear the binder for a month and then you can stop wearing the binder, but um, it might still be a bit swollen for, for a couple of months. So, yeah. Yep, so minimum, so two to three weeks for driving, four to six weeks for anything too heavy, and if your job is heavy, then four to six weeks. Uh, but we can give you a note. Um, like a sick note, we do a sick note, if that's helpful to you. Um, right. Ah, right, What's, how's that? Is that all right? Good. Um, I, that's it, that's all I got. That's all I got, three, que three questions. Split earlobe, tummy tuck, and... Area reduction. So um, I'm going to check out uh, if there's no more. By all means, post. I don't know if there's a lag here. By all means, post. But I'm going to check out, and I am going to go straight to bed. Uh, well, it's dinner first. Then I'm going to go to bed. Um, thank you for joining, and hopefully I'll be feeling better next week. I'll do the same thing next week, 7 o'clock. If you've got any questions, post them here. Email Laura or post them any, any place that I am, like Twitter and other places uh instagram can you post on instagram i think you can can't you anyway um yeah post places if you've got a question thanks corinne for that and thanks to the other people who've asked the questions and i will uh, check out now and um go and have a lie down okay bye